0: Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Ron Marshall. I'm a licensed practitioner and founding member at Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within so that it may be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is and therefore is safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has transpired up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the path that your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes like each of us is unique, every breath is part of the one breath which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been, I am that I am and I will be what I will be simultaneously. Thank you. I have been that I have been, I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you're in. To do so, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor beneath. You might gently rub your palms together, begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you're ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating the safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our relationship with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever, wherever, and however possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you.
1: Good morning, Heart and Soul. Welcome to our Sunday virtual service. My name is Sonia Russell. Today is Resurrection Sunday, April 4th, 2021. I am a licensed practitioner and founding member here at Heart and Soul Center of Light, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to our virtual Resurrection Sunday service this morning and to let you know how you can be more fully engaged at Heart and Soul Center of Light. Starting with our theme, Adventures in Faith, Rise Up. We got the theme for Easter, y'all. Rise Up is our annual theme, Adventures in Faith. We are reading Emmett Fox around the year with Emmett Fox as our daily read. We're inviting you to stay connected in all the ways there are to stay connected, including our website, our Facebook page. We're asking you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Instagram, our Twitter, and all the ways in which you podcast. We have an opportunity in community later in our service to give together, but you can give any time by visiting our website or texting to give. You can also sign up for our recap and receive information, uh, copies of slides and any videos in your email box. And we invite you to continue to ground yourself in our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners are supporting the deep dive with Emmett Fox every Monday at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time. Join the heart and soul practitioners by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday review. On Wednesdays, Valerie Joy and David Walker are holding it down for imagining justice. The April calendar is fire, starting with voices and visions of anointed artists. What's next? Building a framework to build our vision, bring our vision into reality. So we inviting you to continue to support Imagine Justice and support the ever-expanding opportunity in your life. We are the one we have been waiting for. Our prayer and care village continues to stand with us in knowing our highest and best because prayer works. Group prayer happens 10 minutes at the conclusion of each of our services on Sundays and on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We also have a 24-7 prayer request line where you can call in to 510 607 7747, leave a message, and a prayer facilitator will return your call. You can also email your prayer request, prayerandcare at heartsoulcenter.org. And we are giving you the opportunity to have some prayer in your pocket 24 7 prayer. We have a prayer library happening as one of our podcasts. You, if you are already on the pod, any of your favorite podcasts, you can find Heart Soul Center there. If you are new to podcasts, you can visit anchor.fm slash to get yourself signed up. And because our prayer and care village is so deeply steeped in the support and love of, of family, we have an opportunity to hear from them this morning as we celebrate April.
2: Good morning, heart and soul. My name is Robert Williams. I'm a licensed practitioner, prayer facilitator, and a co co-lead with our prayer and care ministry. And we are honored on the first Sunday of each month to come before you to share a little bit about who we are, what we do, how we can be contacted, and how we celebrate. We believe that there's a power for good in the universe and we can use it. We believe in the power of prayer, and that prayer works. We are here to support you during times of transition, change, celebration. We offer laser prayer, confidential, short, focused, intentional prayer to support you in knowing the truth through any situation and to align with your intention for well-being. Prayer rooms are available every Sunday, 10 minutes after service, as well as on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We can also be reached online at PrayerCareHeartSoulCenter.org and our Power of Prayer podcast that can be accessed through Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, or your favorite podcast platform. We are most excited to announce our new call and prayer line where you can call in your prayer request at any hour from any time zone and a prayer facilitator will respond to your call within 24 hours. One of the ways that we celebrate as community here at Heart and Soul is birthdays. So if you're celebrating a birthday in the month of April, we'd love to share in that joyous occasion with you. And we offer you this gift of an affirmation, 365 days of richer living. I am divinely guided into right action. And from heart and soul, we say to you, beloved, we know who you are. You are the beloved of God. And we celebrate your light. You are blessed this day with radiant health expanding abundance, loving relationships, and the wisdom, courage, and strength to be all that you are. We love you, we appreciate you, and we thank God for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
1: birthday, April babies. Thank you, Robert and prayer and care village. Ah, what a way to celebrate. So family, I invite you to take a moment to allow yourself to be centered. Our vision is how we endeavor to show up on the planet. And so we like to make sure that we take time to make sure we're grounded in it. So together, family, we are a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. <sighs> and so now, family, I invite you to simply find your breath. Allow yourself to become fully present in this moment putting down all of the running of the morning, giving no concern to all of that has to happen after this time, simply allowing ourselves to be fully present here now as we are touching and agreeing, as we are remembering to remember. God is all that there is ever has been, ever will be, this perfect moment is steeped with the divine presence of the infinite. We are one with the one, that which kept us while we slept and woke us this morning, that which brings the sunrise and brings the change in the season, that which pulls the ocean to the shore, that same force beats our hearts circulates our blood. Our skin is made of stardust. We are one with the divine perfection of the entire universe and it is without exception and it is regardless of the appearance of things. I trust this. I rest, rule, and abide in this knowing my faith in God is unwavering. And so it is from this place that I speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, knowing that today is our opportunity to be born again. Today and every day is our opportunity to lean in to transformation, to hang out on our green growing edge, allowing ourselves to be expanded, allowing ourselves to be reborn, allowing ourselves to be made new. God is, we are, and all is exceedingly well. I know that Heart and Soul Center of Light continues to be a beacon of love and joy and transformation, continues to make the space, give us the permission to be our most powerful, our most confident, our most loving and vulnerable selves, God is, we are, and all is exceedingly well. And so I give thanks for Heart and Soul, Center of Light, and all that it endeavors to be on the planet, and all that it supports us in being on the planet. I give thanks for the hearts and the hands that support this ministry, for the love, for the time, for the great and deep intention with which we move through the world, I am grateful for our practitioners and our ministers and our board, for our beloved Reverend Andriette, for being consistent and insistent and persistent for saying yes, for expanding her mind, her heart, her consciousness and reminding us to do the same. I am grateful today and every day, family, for the good sense to be grateful. And it is in this perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law, knowing that it is done not only because I speak this word, but because I know it to be written on our hearts. And so we simply allow it to be so now and forevermore. And so it is.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So we begin our Resurrection Sunday in gratitude, giving thanks that we are celebrating love, giving thanks that we are celebrating life, giving thanks that we are celebrating our living with an intention to live ever more fully. Good morning and happy Easter. Oh, sookie sookie. This Resurrection Sunday, I'm thinking, I seldom give a title to my talks, um, my message. What I was given this morning was that this is our resurrection your resurrection, my resurrection. To live a resurrected life, we must die. To who and how we have been. So today, as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, I want to acknowledge and honor that some of us are celebrating Passover. Our Hebrew families Um, transition from slavery in Egypt. Also the rebirth, if you will, of their faith in God. And we know indigenous people, our family all over the North America, are celebrating the end of winter and the return of life and nature and light more abundant. And throughout, well, throughout the world now, we are celebrating a potential shift in our shelter-in-place status and the guidelines that we honor in this process. So to be clear, I can't prove that Easter or the powerful resurrection story that we've all been told is factual. None of us can. In fact, some boldly acknowledge disbelief, and others just mumble under their breath. Some recognize, though, the obvious similarities in the Christian resurrection story to the ancient Egyptian myth of Osiris. So we're putting it all together every year. Here's the thing, though. Neville calls Easter the greatest mystery of the Christian faith, a parable that must be experienced from within to be known. And what we're up to today is to know it, to know it on some personal level. So, So this morning, I want to invoke some of the lyrics from... Your arm's too short to box with God. Where the vocalist who plays Pilate's wife says, you don't know because you wasn't there. You don't know when and you don't know where. And so I'm invoking that to simply remind us that that's from which we start our Resurrection Sunday celebration. That it's less about were you there and where was it and when was it than who. And today I'm wanting to explain to expand the who rose who is risen to include us to include you to include me. Maybe what theologian Frederick Buckner said of Yeshua's resurrection really captures it best. He said he rose. A few people saw him briefly and spoke to him. If it's true, there's nothing left to say. If it's not true, there's nothing left to say. For believers and unbelievers both, life has never been the same just because of the idea of it. So today, it's the idea of it where we're going to Where we're going to park. So what is the idea of it? For me, it's Luke 24 and 5, where the women who came to the tomb to dress Yeshua's corpse were asked, why do you seek the living among the dead? So I've come today to ask us, why are we yet seeking the living in the past? Why are we yet seeking the living in death? Why are we seeking our greatest yet to be in our worst-case scenarios? Ernest Holmes. Well, here's the thing. We are on an adventure in faith. Yes. And the resurrection, not just Sunday, not just season, but the spirit of resurrection that is within each and every one of us to rise up. That's an adventure. That's an adventure because we must know that we got to die first. See, that's, that's the reason we probably not, we holding back on the resurrection part. The, the full rising. Because we must first let go. We must first drop our earthly attachment in order to fully rise up. Y'all know that. You've you've seen where where a balloon that's tethered will just stay there and wave in the wind. Ah, but when you cut it loose from its earthly moorings, then something else happens. Ernest Holmes said this, that we should resurrect ourselves to the joy and simplicity and spontaneity of life and leave the corpse of our dead yesterdays in the tomb of their own obscurity. He says we should live more abundantly in God this day. When we come out of our tomb of ignorance and disbelief, how glorious shall be the dawn. Let's go get it. Let's do it. So on this day, Resurrection Sunday 2021, many of us understand better than we ever have before because most of us have several Easter's under our belt, several resurrection opportunities, but these twin, if not triplet, quadruplet pandemics have offered us a personal sense over these past 12 months and beyond, where we have a sense of having felt like we were dying or in the presence, and I just pause for a moment to acknowledge that some of us are still in grief for those who did pass in one or sometimes it's at the effect of multiple pandemics, hear me now very clearly because very often I know that folks in my community, black folks very specifically, and I know it's broader, but allow me this moment, that sometimes the fact that they died of COVID-19 of that virus was predetermined by the economies of scale because of their ethnicity, where they lived, how they had to live, in order to live how they worked, where they worked, the conditions under which. So I'm saying that it may look like it was about one pandemic in that instance. And in fact, it was just the combination of the multiple pandemics that was in fact causal. So it is for all of those reasons, all of, dare I say all of the above, that we began in gratitude. That our heart and soul ensemble came to you virtually saying thank you, thank you for everything because it could have been me in any of those situations. I am but a heartbeat away but a prayer away from. And so the fact that we're here today, right now, the fact that you can hear my voice or see my image, the fact that you got something on which you can tune in. There's a thank you. There's a point of gratitude and thanksgiving. Because look at here, we are using gratitude as our spring point for our rising up, for our resurrection. For our, see, on the other side of gratitude, we know we are risen. We rise up in gratitude and thanksgiving. Look at here. Nona Brooks says this. She says, we see resurrection as an eternal process. This is where I want you to meet me in this eternal process of ever being willing to rise, but we know what must precede it. She says we rise out of limitation daily. This is what is living. We rise out of the belief in death or separation into a realization of unity and what, people? Cooperation. Cooperation with each other and the divine. In reverse order. To rise, we must train our thought. This is why I think we gather at heart and soul. Through whatever it is we're doing, whatever the event, whatever the opportunity, the classes, we are training our thinking so that we see the true and beautiful even as the effect appears different than that. We're training ourselves to see the living one, God, in action all of the time. And out my life and your life and what and the one that's wearing you out. The, you, we're training ourselves to see God in that one. The one that's challenging you, the one that's testing you, the one that is causing you to, uh, you're like, oh, I see you, God. I see you working me. I see you breaking me down in a way so I can let go of this, so I can see how I am under pressure. Y'all know I've told you before that what do you get when you squeeze an orange? And I know you want to take your turn to say the pulp, suffice it to say whatever's inside. When you get squeezed, what the universe gets to experience in you is whatever is inside. That anger... That resentment, that racism, that sexism, that misogyny, we get to see whatever is in there squeeze you, push you hard enough, and we get to see what's in there. And then you have to bless whoever brought it to you because you needed to know that was on the inside. So there's a thank you, there's a prayer, there's a gratitude. See, you can't rise up without doing this first. This is what I'm talking about here. Oh, come on now. So on Resurrection Sunday, we tell the story of the power of spirit that lives deep within life, within our individual lives, in our very cells, fiber, tissues of our body, and our very being that moves in and through all, and it lifts us over and over again above the challenges, the sorrows, the limitations of the world. You see, this is our story. This is our resurrection. Come on now. Somebody's going to rise with me. It's our story of overcoming and our story of renewal, Resurrection Sunday is our annual reminder that in the darkest moments, the deepest trials, hear me say pandemics, right now. See, some Easters, you, 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 you have to imagine when and where and how. This Easter, we brought it to you. Such that even in the less dramatic times of struggle against fear and doubt and depression, because that's real and financial uncertainty, there is a light and truth of spirit's presence at the center of everything and everyone that burns with power. And is this is the power to which we turn. You heard the ensemble. Thank you for your power. Thank you. This is the power to which we turn. And when we turn, we find it within, calling it to work through us, speaking it into action, to will and do what must be done by us. By us. Sometimes I I think and tell myself, you know, God has done all it's going to do by putting us here. The rest of it is on us. See, I don't know that I'm supposed to say that all mic, though. You, you, I, I, forgive me if I've gone too far on Resurrection Sunday, but sometimes in my own mind and heart, I really feel like whatever it is I think I'm waiting on God to do is I anthropomorphize God. God saying, what's with you? You got, I gave you everything required for this. Why y'all waiting on me? We access this power and invoke renewal when we realize that there's something more than our daily human experience. And we begin to touch the God side, the living one, the strong one This about us. And we realize that it's our beingness. If I've gone too far, forgive me. Because surely on Easter you could forgive the preacher. Look at here: the crucifixion must precede, precede the Easter resurrection. So I invite you to trust the process. <laughs> See, I, somebody is already knees are knocking, teeth are chattering. You like Rev? No. Can I just? Can, See, we want to skip some of the steps, don't we? But trust the process. Marianne Williamson says, Think of the mystical three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection as the time that it takes for a situation to change. Once spirit has infused our consciousness. Once we set ourselves in gratitude and thanksgiving and a willingness to let go. See, something has to happen as we come to look at an experience differently, in a different mindset, because it's all mental here, and spiritual in that way. I don't have time to teach that part, so just hear me say mental, spiritual together. That's another talk in class, etc. But all of this, this experience, is about the time it takes to transform. And for there's a, such a thing as instantaneous, but most of us are not vibrating at the level of instantaneous. Most of us are at the level of one foot, other foot. One foot, other foot, step by step, day by day. That's the level at which we are vibrating. So we got to play at that level. What do they say? If you can't walk on water, you need a boat. I'm just trying to say something today. Resurrection is is continuous unfoldment. See, it's not an event for us. I'm not challenging whether there was an event or when it was and exactly how it took place. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying for us, remember, this is our resurrection. Our resurrection is a continuous unfoldment and you don't get to say, I already did that. I already rose, Uh uh-huh, good. Then you know what to do now. And you know what to do tomorrow and you'll know what to do next week and you can probably help somebody. No, 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 no. No, 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 because that always gets us caught up. We get so busy trying to help the whole group of people. We forget what's ours to be. So we're not helping anybody. We have an attitude, a willingness to help, but that's not the charge. The charge right now is our personal resurrection. You you get that? Yeah. I, just, I needed to clean that up a bit because in order to rise out of our limitation, this is what we must do first. <laughs> this is, hmm, hmm. Y'all get it. Here's the, the I wanted to share with you, because in, in my backyard for, for for a few years, we had a plant like what you can see now, or will see in just a moment, on uh, the screen, and it was, I have this um, reed fencing on the back, and this plant sat right there, kind of in the center. It was, oh, I thought it was perfect. And then the person who did the yard work came and cut it down. Because in truth, it's a weed. I, my, my eyes were cheering up. Because <laughs> I, and I just had a whole thing, we just, he couldn't understand why I was so upset, but it was my visual from my family room looking out into my backyard. It was part of what, you know, it was my thing. And he cut down my thing. My thing was now gone, and in my mind, it was gone forever. (laughs) And so I was of the mind that it was over, and how could you... And he was like, well, I'll credit you. And I mean, it was just a whole thing, and then in a couple of weeks, I looked up. And the thing was back. (laughs) And I was really happy to see it, and I was equally embarrassed. But what it taught me was... Maybe it's not dead. Maybe it's not dead. Maybe all it needs is nurturing and time. And that loss is often a nickname for change. Y'all would have already known that. But I just need you to know that that was like a real moment for me. You see, this thing in nature really gives us a sense. We take this, well, in California, we don't even know the seasons. Now, if you come from another part of the United States, in the east in particular, where or just east of here, where you, you have definitive seasons. And if your parents came from there, then like we put away our summer clothes and whatever, but that has long stopped because you just get whatever fits. You know what I mean? Because seasons are less. So, so maybe on this coast and there are other places where seasons aren't and we don't get to see the resurrection in nature. See, we, we, we miss the opportunity to see it, so we have to like, train ourselves sometimes to discern the cycle of life. Ernest Holmes says, today the horizon is clear. The voyage starts anew. We are reborn. And that reminds me, these new beginnings, the rebirth, this cycle of life of the chrysalis process. I often say to you, I know we've all picked out our butterfly wings. We know the colors we are. We know that all of that, we just, we, we can already see them flapping in the wind, but don't nobody want to be the caterpillar. But just like in understanding the resurrection and in rising and the regeneration and the divine transformation, we understand that it is a divine cycle of life. You don't get to be the butterfly unless you use the caterpillar first. It's the process, and I love this, You've, I brought this little cartoon before, I didn't include it today, because I had way too much stuff already, where the caterpillar is looking at the butterfly, like I'm never gonna go up in one of those, you know what I mean, like the, 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 there's no connection, I'm not believing that my caterpillarness even recognizes me as the butterfly. So see, this resurrection is really a new beginning. It's a total transformation. It's letting go of who we used to be. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you. Our contention, Ernest Holmes says to us, is not that dead men live again, but that a living man never dies. So that we let go and we let go and we let go and we are forever transformed in so doing. Deepak Chopra says the symbolic language of the crucifixion is really giving us the death of the old paradigm. Resurrection is a leap into a whole new way of thinking. It's an inside job. From the metaphysical Bible dictionary, it says resurrection is an organic change that takes place daily in all, in each and every one of us who are conforming our lives to the regenerating truth. Come on, caterpillars. We got transformation to do. There's a cocoon with our name on it. There's a tomb with our name on it. The resurrection takes place here in the tomb, in the cocoon, in all who conform their lives to the spiritual law under which it works and work it does. I'm just reminded that we've just, yesterday we began Prosperity Plus 3, and the text for that is working with the law taking us into a divine awareness of what is required. And whatever is required, Dr. Howard Thurman says, on the other side of that is the glad surprise. And I have often thought that, you know, way back at the beginning of time when when humanity began to migrate or was in migrating in taking on different space just so they could, could live, could, could have the sustenance required that, my sense is that they didn't always realize the seasons. And when I look at some of the, I've never lived anywhere, I've only lived here in the Bay Area and Los Angeles. So you know, I don't know nothing about no snow. Or the kind of weather icy, and my friends back east tell me something about ice storm where it's rain and ice, something like that. I don't even know. So the idea here is that when winter appears, that everything is dead, that it's all gone. Can you 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 can imagine? that they would be like I was with my little weed. They're just like, oh, no. We don't nothing. Oh, it's just you just prepare yourself to die. Because how is it going to, how can it be otherwise? Everything that I've relied on is dead, frozen, unavailable to me, and I thought that that was how I would live. And then spring comes. You go, oh, never mind, I'm good, you know? And the way Dr. Howard Thurman says it is, when the experience comes to the end of a long total tragedy and tribulation, so we, you don't need me to give you examples. You know what that is like in your own life. He says, it, and I love this, he says it is as if a man stumbling in the darkness Somebody needs to say amen, because you know how that feels. Having lost his way, finds that the spot at which he falls is at the foot of the stairway that leads from the darkness into the light. You better ask somebody, because it's that point at which you think, oh, I'm just going to die right here. And then you realize, well, I'm not quite dead. And you kind of look around and you realize, well, shoot, this is the way out. This is the way up. This is the way through. And he calls it such a glad surprise. And then he says for us that this is what Easter means in the experience of the race. This is the resurrection. When you realize that there's another way. It is the announcement that life cannot ultimately be conquered by death. By whatever your worst case experience is. That there is no road that is at last swallowed up in an ultimate darkness. That there is always the light. Always the light. My dear brother, friend, Reverend David Alexander in... Atlanta said that the resurrection that Easter Sunday moment is a moment in consciousness when one realizes that the power of the eternal is still alive still alive within them despite some setback transformation he says is possible for any and for all because that moment can occur for anyone at any time. But you got to bring your best game. You got to bring your gratitude. You got to bring your willingness. Come on, caterpillars. We got to be willing to be in the cocoon, as frightening as it may be to have that be so. So I want to to speak to you just a little bit, I wanna bring to your attention a brother, Alvin Sykes, who was a civil rights activist who investigated unsolved murder cases, uh, specifically from the civil rights era, if you will. So they're the the unsolved murders, but I wanna tell you a little bit about him and how he got there. As a young, first of all, he was born to, a his mother was 14 years old. She had been raped. 14 years old when he was born. And a family friend who was, I think he said she was about 54, 45, 54. I know those are the digits. And she adopted him and uh, raised him. And he suffered with epilepsy. And because of his experience as an epileptic, he decided, he knew, that he would not live past 18. And so he kind of, you know, sometimes when people believe that, they kind of live like that. They don't have a vision for beyond that. And so he was, he was very much like that. And he, um, so when he graduated eighth grade, there, his, his uh, adoptive mother, his mother, the woman who mothered him, um, taught him to read, so he was a voracious reader, but he didn't like school. He was bullied in school, and, you know, he just, so when he graduated eighth grade, he just didn't go back. But here's the deal. The agreement was he had to stay in school, but he didn't keep the agreement. What he did was he left home every morning, going to school, didn't go to school, and hid out in the library. So he acted in the library just like he was working on something and kind of really hid out because he was there all day. And he never went back to school. He came to be known as an, as an encyclopedia of details about civil rights error, closed case murders. He is known for having, for being the impetus, literally, for the Emmett Till Unsolved Civil Rights Crime Act that was enacted in 2008, and I think it came up again for review to see whether it would have enough support, I think, in 13, 13 or 15, and he was uh, took the lead also in making sure that happened. So he's testified before Congress. He has met with most of the, all of the um, U.S. Attorney Generals, and was known to, they all had great respect for him. He was persistent. He spent, there was a moment where he got to meet Mrs. Coretta Scott King. She was doing a book signing at a local bookstore there in Kansas City. And when he got to her, his turn to have the book signed, he asked her, is world peace possible? Is it really possible? And she said, if you believe. And he said that's all he needed to know. See, there are some minds that are like structured in a receptive way. The mind that would teach itself legal, he never set for the bar, he never went to law school, but he was considered an expert on law and argued brilliantly bringing a number of people to his support for what he was up to. I had just, oh, he said about himself, I know what I am, I am a human rights worker. So he died, oh, about a week and a half ago. And what I wanted you to know is that I'm holding him, his life, as the continuous resurrection. You see, because some of us, those circumstances, born to a 14-year-old who was raped, oh, that'd be enough, just count me out. Okay, so you're adopted. Some, for some, that's not enough. So, but some would roll with it, left school at eighth grade. That becomes what I announce first. That's why I can't do it. That's why I can't be a part of the solution. But he resurrected who and how he was. I got one more for you, and then I'm out. And I have brought this before, but I want to do it in this context now. And it is Isaac Wright, Jr. Now, some of you remember, because I brought this a few years ago, but some of you also know that ABC has a legal drama on that's called for life, and it's because Isaac Wright Jr. was incarcerated um, in 1991, and after a five-week trial, he was sentenced to life in prison. And while there, he studied law, he studied and got his, I guess, associate's degree there, studied law, And helped other inmates. He also worked on his own case. To no avail, really, well, well, I shouldn't say to no avail. It didn't change his standing then. But ultimately, as he wrote and got other support, they were able to get it reversed so that um, and he worked as a paralegal while he was incarcerated and then once he got out he earned his BS degree and then his JD and then he passed the New Jersey Bar in 2008 but I remember telling you that New Jersey took nine years to complete his character evaluation but once they did he was licensed as an attorney so I'm saying all that. Why? Because this is our resurrection. You see, giving, getting a life sentence or living a life that could get one a life sentence could be enough to say, just count me out. Count me out. I've risen as high as I can go. But something more is possible, and I wanted to give you those real-life, real-time examples so that you'd have a sense of that. Because what I'm counting on us doing is living the resurrection parable from the inside out. That this resurrection day, that we're called to an inner awakening and the courage to exit the tomb of our current experience, whatever it is, such that in faith we awake and arise to divine truth and infinite possibility. Come on, caterpillars. We can do it. We can take off the grave clothes. We can let go of fear and the shadows, and we can expose the former darkness to the light of new life. And then you know what to do. You are gonna need a new drag. You got to leave those grave clothes. This is what a caterpillar it's not running or flying around all fuzzy. A new drag is required for the resurrection. Leave the grave clothes and leave the dead ideas behind. How you thought you were, how you thought the world was ordered, what you knew was your limitation. Walk away from the tomb, naked, willing, available. And naked would be without fear, without doubt, without limitation, without struggle, without anxiety. Do whatever you need to do. Tap it out, work it out, pray it out, meditate it out, whatever it. Run it out, walk it out, whatever is required. So that you step into the light of your birthright through your rebirth. And that in so doing, you claim new life. Because here's the thing. We got to do it, y'all, because there's more that's required of us. There is more that is required of us. So I ask you, will your heart and soul say yes? Will you say yes? yes? Yes, I'll rise. Yes, I'll drop this foolishness. Will, well, heart and soul, will you say yes? Will your individual heart and soul say yes? And heart and soul as a collective, will you say yes? Your spirit already says yes. Will you let it speak it and live it in and as you? Will your heart and soul say Yes. To being resurrected this Resurrection Sunday.
4: Will your heart
5: and soul see it?
6: It's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus Programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing and we all have giving patterns many of us give actually only emotionally we give when we feel like we have a little extra and then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it and if it's not ten percent it's five percent or it's six percent but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, It changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life.
7: Happy Resurrection Day, family. This is indeed our time of gracious giving. And there are many ways in which you can graciously give to Heart and Soul Center of Light You can send a check or money order to our secure mailing address at Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online at our website, heartsoulcenter.org/give. And while you're there, you may choose to set up your gift to give on an automated, recurring basis in the amount and in the interval that you choose, or you can set it up as a one-time gift. Whatever way works best for you. Last but not least, you can text the word "give" to 510-500. Fifty-eight, forty-nine, specifying the amount that you want to give, however you give, is absolutely right and perfect, and we absolutely are, are so thankful for your giving. It is important also that we maintain a proper consciousness of blessing our good before it is even given, thereby establishing the good that our gift will do in the world. So wherever you are in the world, I invite you to take your gift in hand and let us know this blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is.
1: Thank you, Revelo Family, thank you for being with us today on Resurrection Sunday. This is my opportunity to remind you how to continue to be engaged, beginning with our Mondays, around the year with Emmett Fox spend time with our practitioners in our daily read we begin at 6:15 p.m. pacific time slash monday review imagining justice this wednesday with Valerie Joy and David voices and visions of anointed artists what's next is what's happening this week we begin at 6:15 p.m. with meditation Tammy Hall is live on Thursdays on Facebook Live from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Make sure that you are supporting our sister and that you are tipping generously. Because we recently moved, we're inviting you into supporting our new church home. Any of these familiar retailers have gift cards, and we think that's a great way to support if you're interested. And we still have a few items on our Amazon wish list. You can also visit our website to find that information as well. We continue to support Marcus Books, the oldest independently owned black bookstore in the country, as well as Kingston 11, the town's gathering space with their delicious Jamaican cuisine. Make sure that you continue to support both of these organizations' family. Our youth and family village, The Pulse, ages 13 to 18, meets via Zoom at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Sundays. Send email to The Pulse at heartsoulcenter.org to get your teen involved, and our young people, our youth and family village ages 4 to 12 are still enjoying asynchronous learning at heartsoulcenter.org slash watch YFV. We remind you that prayer works for everything and in everything. We have group prayer following service by about 10 minutes on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. There's also a prayer line where someone will return a call for you. You can also send an email to get prayer. The point is, is that we are letting you know that prayer works and that you are have the opportunity to turn to our prayer and care village for your support. Our, you can get a pop anytime with Reverend andreette 's vlog by visiting our YouTube channel. And we have an additional pop, our Power of Prayer, our prayer podcast so that you can have access to prayer 24-7. Um, you can carry around prayer in your pocket. I invite you, if you don't already have a podcast that you listen to, to visit anchor.fm slash heart center uh, for your podcasting needs and it is my great pleasure to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette.
3: Hey heart and soul it is so good to just have this moment to acknowledge y'all for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up I'm not at all confused that you have lots of options and t- well, more than ever before as to what you could be doing at this time and so I am truly honored and grateful that you are spending time with me here at Heart and Soul. So I want to give a shout out to to our home folks, to the folks in Oakland and Santa Rosa and Richmond and Napa, the folks who are up close uh, with us, and then extending out. Thank you for being with us in Salida and Monterio and Roseville and Clovis and Uh, Oxnard, so I'm just grateful for all of that and then those of you who are in a different time zone entirely in Detroit, Michigan and Atlanta, Georgia and uh, oh there's some more California, Union City and Weed, California Mesa, Arizona, Capitola San Jose, Costa Rica, Tucson, Arizona St. Louis, Missouri, Spartanburg, South Carolina Aurora, Colorado Harrisburg, North Carolina, Waterford, Connecticut, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Maui, Hawaii. Whenever I see that, I'm just thinking, I love you, that you're not like at the beach sitting under a palm tree, but you, right? Well, you might be. Now that I think about it, you could be there with your device. Let me just stop. You better work it out, Maui. Salvador, Brazil, come on, my people there. Jackson, Mississippi, Santa Cruz, and Mexico, and Michigan, other part other than Detroit, we're just covering more of the state, gone with our bad selves, and New York City. I am so, so grateful. In fact, I have so much for which to be grateful. Rev. Angelo Allen is going to do our closing prayer, but I want you to not only stay for that, but stay after as well, because you today, I just want to give a shout out, you got to experience our heart and soul ensemble virtually with the song, Thank You, which just rocked it for, well, rocked my world, let me just speak for me. And you just heard our heart and soul rise up 2021 Easter virtual choir. All of that just happened. And so after our closing prayer, there's another song that I'm dedicating to you because this is our resurrection. And what I want you to oh let me just say about this virtual choir, it is no joke. Not just hearing them, but I want to acknowledge all that it takes. You, we will not be hearing them every week. It takes a tremendous amount to put that video together. And I want to acknowledge uh, Valerie Joy Fidmont for producing it. So just from my heart to your heart, Valerie Joy. Valerie Joy. I'm just realizing she's right behind me. <laughs> and just for producing. But I also shout out to our member in Hawaii, Lisa Forkish, for audio mixing and video editing. Also, just a tr- I think you'll agree, right? Put in the chat if you agree that it was a tremendous work of art. And it really soothed and fed our souls. So shout out and, a, and a appreciation and thanksgiving for that. For our resurrection, my dedication to you for this song after the prayer is to remind you that this is just the beginning. This is a time of our great blessing that we are called to Expect the great. Happy Resurrection Day. Revelo's is going to pray us out. And then the heart and soul rise up, Easter Choir. Thank you. Revelo?
7: Thank you, Reverend Andriette. So let us come together in peace, in harmony, in celebration of this amazing day this day of resurrection, in which we know that there's only one cosmic reality. There's only one thing happening. There is only one power and grace and intelligence and love that is moving itself, extending itself, being itself through all of creation. This one The living one, the strong one, the eternal one, God, is expressing itself perfectly as me, as you, as all things seen and unseen. There is not a spot where God is not. There is not a person who is expressing something other than God. God is. And it is in this awareness of a fundamental and universal unity that I speak this word, knowing that indeed, this is a time of our great blessing. This is a time of transition and movement from the stone in place to the stone being rolled away. This is a time of knowing that we are absolutely blessed and that the things of the past no longer have sway over our lives. Indeed, we allow ourselves to pass away to that which no longer serves. To all of the ideas of separation from God, we allow ourselves to pass away from that. We allow ourselves to pass away from ideas of hatred or discrimination, fear, separation, we allow ourselves to pass away to all that. And we allow ourselves to step out of the crypt into the light of God's love, God's grace, into the love that allows us to be a healing presence in this world. And so I'm proclaiming that this is a time of celebration. Celebration of release and relief from an idea of pandemic to an idea of health unbounded. It comes about through our willingness to see each other as we truly are the face of God, the Holy One, the Sacred One, standing before us, not just some of us, but all of us, when we know this fact, then health, healing, wellness, joy is ours. We stand at the nexus of our greatest yet to be. And I know that the answer is yes. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all that has brought us to this place of transition, this place of resurrection, this place of rising up into our greatest expression of the divine. I'm grateful for Heart and Soul Center of Light. Grateful for Reverend Andrea Earle, who guides with such compassion and love who teaches with humility and intelligence. I am grateful for our board of trustees and our practitioners who pray without ceasing. I am grateful indeed for our prayer and care ministry and all of the other ministries and circles that support this church. And I am grateful indeed for the generosity of all who support us financially and through their time and their talents in in uncountable and unspeakable ways it is for all of this that i know we are on a trajectory to good and only good our time is now and so it is with this awareness that i simply release this word into the perfect alchemy of love and law i know god is love and the law is As we believe a thing, so it is. I believe that every word that has come through this word is absolutely true. And if you know it as truth, will you not say it with me? Amen. Ashe. And so it is.
3: It's time to celebrate. Come on and sing it along with us. Because we know this is just the beginning. This is just
4: the beginning. The
3: Year of Refreshing. refreshing. So expect nothing but victory. victory. That's the promise in all things. things. To be exceedingly, abundantly, Abundantly above what what you ask or think.
1: think. Put it in the house! It's time to expect great things. if you're willing
5: to have great things say it expect the
2: great. nothing to expect but great things
4: the great.
5: it's time
3: to sing with us expect, expect the, great. the
4: great
3: how about if you stand up and sing it with us this time because we know this, is just, this the is just
5: the beginning the
3: year, the year of,
5: of refreshing. refreshing the
3: plan say it See it's the time of your great brown things
2: to be exceedingly abundant in your relationship in the
4: infinite. Starting,
5: we can time to expect.
4: Everybody say the blessing is on you. Tell somebody the blessing. The blessing.